call the meeting to order. Um, it's a short agenda, but the um, first one is just about the consider the meeting minutes from December 7th. I thought they looked fine. I'll move their approval. Second. All right, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Awesome. All right, now to the meat of our agenda. Um, Rachel perused or uh, studied all of our past meeting minutes and uh, updated. Uh, we have a printout here of uh, with a status in red there. So I don't know if you want to kind of talk through what you sure. learned. And yeah, so we thought it would be helpful to just kind of. So this plan was passed in 2020 um, and we thought it'd be helpful to kind of review, or probably 2019, but anyway, we thought it'd be helpful to review what's in here, what were those priorities set, kind of where we're at with things, um, and most importantly, what do we want to focus on kind of going into this last year of the plan. Um, so hopefully you've had a chance to look at it um, and, and give some thought to that, but uh, as Steve was mentioning, uh, in the packets before you and then in the presentation we'll go through. I added a column that says status um, and that is to the best of my ability what I think has been done. Some of you have been on the board long or the committee longer may um, have other things that they want to add or are aware of that, that you can share. So feel free to interrupt me as we go through if there's something that, that you see I missed. Um, but I'll just plan to kind of go through this um, just an overview just to kind of orientate you and then um, we'll have some time for people to share out their thoughts and comments. Um, let's see. So this is just kind of a, a reminder of what those top goals are. I don't know if this is necessary but um, so there were five goals outlined in the plan, kind of to just take a holistic look at that public art program and uh, the policies, programs that it operates. Goal two was to just expand opportunities for public art in our community. Three was to secure and manage uh, funding for a more sustainable public art program. Four was um, to increase collaboration with other uh, entities. And then five was just to build awareness and promote understanding about what public art is in our community uh, and what benefits it provides. So, Okay, so starting in goal one, again, that was just that holistic review of the public art program. Um, the first goal there was just to kind of review any policies and procedures that were existing. So the PAC had approved the public art management plan in 2020, um, and then in 2021 made some updates to uh, the policy and rubric for the matching grant program, and that's been updated annually since. So those are kind of the two big uh, policy guiding documents uh, that have been tackled. Um, in 2020, uh, at that same time, uh, the, you had recommended uh, some changes to the city council to the bylaws. Most notable out of that was increasing the size of the committee from seven to nine members. Um, so meeting that goal there of expanding the committee membership. Um, 
for goal C here, uh, just to encourage people to see art in new ways. Some ways that you've done that through, are through ongoing programming, such as the Sculptor Showcase, the South District uh, Artist Mentorship Bench Project that we're working on, matching grant projects. Um, and then uh, D was collaborating with other art entities on innovative projects. Um, the Oracle's mural project on the uh, Capitol Street ramp um, was in partnership with Public Space One and the UI uh, Center for Afrofuturist Studies. Um, and then of course, matching grants typically provide some level of, of collaboration. Uh, for public input methods, um, most mostly what uh, has been done is just incorporating those public input opportunities into projects. Um, you have also issued a few uh, surveys um, throughout the years, which have you've used to just inform kind of budget priorities and what large projects you do want to focus on for the coming year. Uh, one goal what noted was uh, to initiate an annual gathering of arts organizations. That is not something that I had seen had been started yet. Uh, goal F uh, was to prioritize involvement of local artists. Um, so in 2021, we were able to launch that artist registry. Um, it, it, it was populated out, uh, very popular in the beginning. It kind of slowed down from there. Um, a, a, li a little bit later, then we kind of amended that to expand it to not just Iowa City artists, but to Johnson County artists. So again, kind of expanding that artist pool that we're reaching. Um, and then with our new website, it got a little bit of a facelift, but I think there's still uh, obviously some room for improvement with that. Um, and then the last goal here was uh, to define what, what, means, what progress means to us. And as far as I know, uh, there have not been any metrics that we've established yet. However, I will say, I think as we work on large projects and through our annual programming, we are routinely talking about, you know, what do we want these outcomes to look like and what does success look like? Okay, so goal two, uh, again, that's expanding just opportunities for public art in general. Um, so the first one here is uh, to conduct an inventory of possible sites. So in 2021, um, the, the committee approved an inventory for potential sites as they were reviewing the temporary art program. Um, and then in last, well, that's two years ago now, 2022, um, the committee also, um, one of the surveys that they pushed out was um, intended to have the public help rank potential locations for large public art projects. And so, um, for example, like bus stop the bus stop bench project kind of came out of that survey because um, a lot of people were, were indicating support for uh, doing something with bus stops and bus stop amenities. Uh, goal B, create a framework for um, how locations can be made available for temporary art exhibits. Um, so in 2021, the temporary art program policy was reviewed and updated. Um, I, I don't know that we've done much with that since. Maybe others uh, know differently. Um, and then just noting that our public library does offer their art to go uh, program, which allows you to allows patrons to check out um, art prints, uh, just like they would a library book. So kind of some overlap with goals there. Um, moving on to C, which is just generating more community involvement with art projects. Again, in 2021, um, that the, the neighborhood art program uh, was just reviewed, um, kind of updated those policies and procedures. Um, I don't know of any efforts initiated on any sort of public art and private places program. 
Um, there was a project that had been brought before the committee for uh, an exhibit by a private artist at the farmer's market and in the Chauncey building. Um, and the, the committee did approve that, it just didn't move forward. So um, that sometimes is the case with some of these projects. I forget, does the public art map include private art or like publicly viewable art in, on private locations? Yeah, some. some of it, yeah. Obviously we, we haven't captured everything, but. Do you want us to comment now? Or? Where, whenever, yeah. I had a, um, comment on the neighborhood art program. Um, I think what would be helpful um, maybe as like an appendix or something like that would be to have um, the art, public art broken down by neighborhood um, as association um, just to be able to look at um, like how many pieces are in are, are contained in neighborhoods and maybe which neighborhoods don't have as many um, uh, pieces, okay. and I think also with the diversity um, and equity, it would be good to look at the dem um, demographics of the neighborhoods. Maybe have just a brief overview of that, and then. Okay, great. Get back. Yep. All right. Um, Spontaneous art experiences, we've kind of covered some of this through, some of these goals are, are very closely related. Um, 2E, uh, develop a policy for accepting donations. That was included in that public art management plan that uh, was adopted in April of 2020. Um, and then continuing to, uh, I don't know. Uh, seek opportunities for temporary ex exhibitions. Again, I talked about some of this earlier. Um, not necessarily within the, the public art committee's wheelhouse, but the city manager's office has provided general fund support to specifically the downtown um, SMID, so the downtown district, uh, for some of their large temporary art installations. So like the Creos Loop, the swings that were there, the big bunnies that were there. Um, and then uh, we, we were able to establish that uh, rotating art exhibit, the Sculptor Showcase, that was implemented in 2020. We added three pads um, that first year, two pads in 2021, and then three pads in 2023. I had an idea for that too. Um, so we have the public and the private entity outreach. Um, I was thinking it would be good to ramp up um, outreach to nonprofits that provide a public uh, service. So um, I think we could like add that to our, our outreach program. Okay. Are you, Jeremy, are you saying like art nonprofits or any No, nonprofit all nonprofits that, that provide a public, public service. service. Yeah. Okay. That's a great idea. Mm -hmm. So moving on to goal three, so this is kind of getting into that funding piece. Um, so this first one uh, has a lot in involved in it. I think kind of this strategic plan is probably uh, the best guiding document that's been developed to address most of these things, uh, and a lot of these are addressed in some of the other goals as well. Um, uh, goal B, it relates to uh, potential other funding sources. So. 
as I mentioned to you in a previous meeting, um, it did request an additional 5000 in general fund support through the FY25 budget process. So we'll see if that's approved later this spring. Um, for private redevelopment options, um, we do offer some incentives uh, through in our Riverfront Crossings District for density bonus, as well as through our TIF policies. Um, and then in 2021, you all had also weighed in on uh, how the council might think about spending some of their ARPA funds and suggesting a few ideas there. So um, that's kind of the, the few things that I found, but if others have anything to add. Did anything come of that recommendation? Um, well, the most closely related, you're testing my memory, but uh, the most closely related would be um, two large grants were provided to the South of Six and the downtown district, so the two business districts. Um, and uh, they have latitude of how to use those, but um, you know we challenge them to think about placemaking efforts. Um, I don't think either district has made a decision about what to use them for, um, but the downtown is leaning towards some lighting uh, and potential public art improvements. So. Uh, I guess the other one with that, uh, we did provide a, a grant to Think Iowa City for granting out for events that would bring uh, visitors to the area. So like the winter lights in the downtown, um, I think that was seeded through that grant program. Um, I can't think if there's anything else art related. I just don't remember off the top of my head. but. Okay, uh, moving on to three, or C, I'm sorry, uh, strategies to cover maintenance and conservation of public art. So um, a public art inventory was developed in 2021 that has been updated annually. Um, that includes photos of pieces, so you can kind of get a sense of the condition, but it doesn't include a true condition assessment. Um, I think probably we would need to do some research into what a contracted professional assessment would look like um, to kind of develop an art maintenance plan um, in 2023. So last year, you guys had uh, moved some matching grant funds that you didn't spend into the art maintenance line that helped fund um, restoration of two art pieces. Um, and then, as I mentioned, we, we asked for a little bit more money to help kind of grow that to continue to grow that art maintenance uh, aspect of our work. Okay, moving on to four. So this is related to collaborations with other entities. Uh, the first one is to develop a process to incorporate uh, public art uh, into large city product projects. Um, I think we benefit from having both Public Works and Parks and Rec uh, seated on our committee so they can help kind of be in tune with, with what the goals of the committee are as well as what their projects are and where there may be opportunities for overlap. Um, and I think that's really been the, the, the biggest connection we've had. Uh, we've done some partnerships. Uh, Climate Action is one example. We did a mural with them on the city's resource management building on Gilbert Court, so kind of an unexpected location, but good solid partnership there. Uh, B is cultivating partnerships um, to assist with acquisition of artwork and spaces for artwork. Um, uh, again, not necessarily 
public art committee, but uh, the general fund does provide some support to Summer of the Arts, as well as both of our business districts um, for annual placemaking public art festivals. Um, so we are able to help in some of those ways. Um, and then supporting efforts by local arts organizations. Um, I don't know what year this happened before my time, but uh, the city helped um, Public Space One find their home on North Gilbert uh, Street. So they obviously provide um, some of these services that are talking about here for a community arts center. Um, a couple other examples, you know, you have the Iowa City Fab Lab, you have MDC Iowa, uh, the Multicultural Development Center of Iowa, sorry, they have a maker space. Um, there's others I'm probably not mentioning, but there are examples of other local resources who are providing some of this, some space for the public to come in and learn and, and practice. And so that, that I think those are opportunities for us to engage if, if this is a prior, continued priority for the committee. Can we add the school district as a partner priority? Okay. Uh, D, uh, promote incorporation of public art and private development. So again, I mentioned before, um, we do incentivize public art uh, in private development, mainly through our TIF policies and that riverfront crossings density bonus. And then our final goal is uh, about related to building awareness and understanding about public art. So uh, the first is uh, to develop a promotional campaign related to our public art program. Um, it sounds like there were some subcommittees perhaps developed related to this back in 2020. I didn't see that those had necessarily moved forward um, in, in the way that they were formed, but um, maybe they did and I, I don't know about it. Um, of course, we developed that uh, uh, interactive map of publicly accessible art installations. Um, we also provide space on there for um, private owners of art who uh, would allow the public to, to access it, to submit that to the map. Um, mainly for me, it just need to focus on making sure that this is continuing to be updated and maintained annually as a, as a useful tool. Um, kind of some of the new storytelling efforts that we've maybe tried uh, would be the, the QR codes that we're including on the Sculptor Showcase installations, kind of linking back to our website and information about the, the pieces. Um, City Channel 4, which is kind of our cable TV division, they have uh, helped us produce some really interesting and cool videos of some of the mural projects we've done, um, the Sculptor Showcase and the artists behind them, the stories behind some of these projects. So I think that's been uh, a positive as well. Um, didn't find much related to kind of engaging media networks more related to the public art program. Um, and uh, I mentioned the artist registry previously, and uh, unfortunately for me, as I was preparing for this meeting, there hasn't been an annual report uh, published uh, to date, uh, but I think that can continue to be a priority for us to focus on going forward. Um, so those are kind of all of the goals that were established in that strategic plan. I thought it also might be helpful just because they do take up uh, time, resources in the form of time and money. Um, just some of these larger projects that we've focused on in recent years. So obviously each year we're, we've been uh, offering the Sculptor Showcase, the Public Art Matching Grant Program, that Longfellow Tunnel Mural, um, and then Poetry in Public, which we've actually transferred to the City of Literature. 
um, big projects that took a lot of time uh, in looking through old minutes and, and things like that. Uh, the, the Black Lives Matter mural um, on the Capitol Street ramp, uh, the Climate Action Partnership mural that I mentioned previously, and then the Airport History mural that was uh, just completed this year. Um, and then, of course, the two that we have underway right now are the South District bench, Bus Stop Bench Program and uh, the Indigenous History Art Installation in the Lucas Farms neighborhood. And then a couple of large projects. Again, I list them here because they have taken time. In some cases, they have taken money and then uh, stalled out. So the Highway 6 Trail project that was voted as a priority project by the committee in a year ago today, so in last January, um, that hasn't moved forward. I think um, probably it's a capacity issue at this point while we uh, work with some of these other larger projects. Um, and then uh, the Blackhawk Mini Park project, of course, was terminated uh, a couple months ago. We transferred that to the Lucas Farms Neighborhood Project. Um, and there was a Kiwanis Park Community Garden Project, which I believe did not move forward. A bench project. Is that a Kara Briggs Farmer? It, no, it's in place. It's oh, it was? Done. Yeah, it's okay. done. Yeah. Great, thank you. Thank we you for bringing your expertise. Yeah. Okay, it's good. It's really cool that it's there. <laughs> so that can be in the completed uh, uh, thing. But again, just wanted to kind of remind you of some of the other big things we've we've done. So that's all I planned to review. Like I said, I just wanted to kind of refresh your memory about what's in there and, and give a little update of where we're at. Um, what I'm hoping is that today we can talk about, you know, you can share any comments you may have as you as we went through this that came up for you. Um, identify and let me know anything that you think uh, should be more of a priority or continued priority. Um, and I'm hoping at the next meeting um, we can talk about how we want to prioritize budget funds for next year. Um, so we can, again, really, really nailed down kind of what our focus is um, and I would hope to provide kind of some of that information you're requesting Jeremy like where have we spent our money in the past both geographically and then the types of projects we're doing um, and and just provide a little more context there so I'll turn it over back to you any other comments I mean as as I read through this and you know, as we just went through it again, um, the couple things that jump out at me that are kind of big holes that we haven't addressed that were in this plan. And thanks again, Rachel, for such a good and thorough summary. Uh, that was really helpful. Um, is, well, like the annual, like revisiting this annually and evaluating kind of how we're doing on it as well as um, just, I mean, it's in goal one, but it's basically all of goal four um, of uh, collaborating with local mm -hmm. groups. I feel like that would be a, some good catalyst for us if we were in a more um, constant or frequent dialogue with some of those arts organizations, um, both to help set our priorities, but also just get ideas and 
<laughs> the more we engage yeah. with them, maybe we will also fill some of these seats. <laughs> well, I, um, and, and I think we should fill seats with yeah. representatives yeah. of you know of, of stakeholders and yeah. you know who are the doers and makers exactly. and are our, our partners in this. Yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah that really stood out for me too. And I mean, yeah, like it talked about an annual kind of arts. How, where was that? Almost like a retreat sort of effect. Yeah, be great. some kind of yeah. I mean, when we when we were developing this plan, mm -hmm. we had a couple meetings with kind of a stakeholder group. Mm -hmm. um, at least one of them was at the Ashton House, right. which I thought was really great. I mean, it was just a good. It kind of felt like a retreat in a mm -hmm. way, like getting together with all these people that are doing good things in the community and mm -hmm. bringing ideas together. And it was instructive, or you know. It helped steer this, and so I feel like doing that on a more frequent basis would be really beneficial. But, but I do think that that means that we do have to have that annual update or the annual uh, you know report yeah. because we would want to share that with those partners prior, so they could be, you know, mm -hmm. so we can all understand what we have to talk about. Yeah, give mm -hmm. a, ourselves a framework rather than starting mm -hmm. from scratch every time we get together. Yeah. I mean, from a staff level, Julian Scott, do you guys think that, um, like, goal 4A, I mean, yes, we have your uh, representation on the committee, but is there anything, any creative way you feel like would be not too much of a burden on the process to uh, address 4A, is trying to incorporate art into more public projects and identify those opportunities early? I kind of feel like we've been doing that. Um, yeah. In the, like the airport mural that just happened and some things like that. And anytime we have a large project, we, we think through that. But it does kind of ask the question of how does this group interact with the art projects that happen through the downtown district or this, the south, south of six area because those we're taking credit for in our report, but we don't have any <laughs> right. any input or say about any of that as, as this group. So I think that both of those partnership type things should be explored a little bit more. I agree, yeah. I also think it would be really beneficial when we put out the calls um, for you know artists to come forward and write grants if we've actually identified some areas. I mean, not to preclude their identifying areas, but if we can maybe make some recommendations of where there are holes or need or, yeah, underserved or, you like, know, so that it's, yeah, so that it just sort of guides people in, oh, okay, yeah, Spark you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah because they, they, they say, oh, I want to put this piece here, but that piece might as easily go elsewhere. They just don't know. And so giving yeah. them those kind of cues might benefit them in coming up with um, just more reflected proposals of location and things. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, that may, it made me kind of want to revisit. I mean, maybe it's part of our annual um, assessment or something, but that we had, uh, you know, have an inventory. We have an approved inventory for potential sites for the temporary art program, and we have that survey that we did last December about um, public input on ranking locations for pu large public art projects. Like, I don't know where that lives, but if we, you know, when we're putting out right. calls or something, if we reference that, if there's, if that's ex more accessible. Yeah, um, okay. I feel like we've kind of had a mix of those along the way. I mean, yeah. so right now we have both the Lucas Farm neighborhood one and mm -hmm. the the bench project and um, the bus stop bench, assuming that's still happening. <laughs> yeah. um, where those were locations that we- Yeah, totally. We, we're doing it based on location, whereas the mini grants tend to be more idea based. So, I would say probably still keeping some sort of mix. For sure. But looking Definitely. at that when we talk about budget, of <clears throat> do we want a budget for one location based and you know so many non-location based or something like that when we talk budget for the next year? Yeah. When we also have the Highway Six Trail sort of on deck as yeah. the highest priority from that survey. Right, so I think I think we've hit on some of that for location. We just need to keep following through with um, getting the projects done. Yeah. Was the did you see? Were we going to issue an RFP for ideas, basically for anything along that Highway Six Trail zone? Is that what came of that? I or? don't know. My understanding was that a committee was going to be formed with the South. Of six business district that yeah, so it get was more of their input on more it. involvement with the district rather than the neighborhood. Sure, I think because of the location was targeted along the trail in front of Pepperwood Plaza. Yeah, it's like their front door kind of. So, I think that probably would have come up through that. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think we should in um, invite nonprofits that all all nonprofits that. Um, provide a public service to these events where we're trying to get in, um, in touch with artists and come, come up with ideas for projects because there's a lot of creativity um, and passion in that sector. Okay, are you thinking more uh, engagement with them about some of our programs like the matching grant program or, yeah. Or what else did you? Or like what Steve's talking about, meeting with arts organizations annually. I think they should be invited to those. Because they, they may also have ideas for projects. I mean, I think if we invite, if we increase our, um, our breadth of people that we're inviting to these events, then we might have more creativity and. Yeah, you know. I appreciate that. I, I do think there's value in not, you know, watering down our audience too much. And I don't mean like watering down in a negative way, but just continuing to look at what are our goals and like who who are we trying to reach. So I think it's fair that you know there's probably more opportunity for collaboration with nonprofits. So uh, as we go through things, we'll just continue to keep that in mind and figure out where it's best to kind of plug them in. Unless can you provide some examples like like you know I immediately think of like UAY and. Yeah, UAY, um, Shelter House, many, you know, there's a, a lot of, lots of nonprofits in town that, you know, have people that are very creative and are passionate about what they do and are facing very difficult challenges that might have ideas for projects potentially. 
Especially when there's a, <laughs> some potential overlap with art, like the UAY one where they helped the kids painted that mural. Yeah. They came up with ideas and yeah. I think that's great. So if we can look at it through that lens, like where, which nonprofits would have some kind of overlap with yeah. public art and. And, and it makes sense too, because introducing them to people in the arts organizations might be aware of artists to connect with them. Right. And yep. you know, there may not be any, like, mm -hmm. you know, or small financial needs even to, but to create the links is what it's about. And I think that, that that's a, yeah, I think. But we would probably need to identify which nonprofits made sense mm -hmm. because there's a ton of them. Yeah. Yeah. There could be a lot of them. I mean, it could be, yeah. how big is our soiree? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it can't hurt, because sometimes we don't have enough uh, applications, so. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, yeah. Good. Well, and, and, you know, as an artist, a lot of times I just appreciate knowing the need. Right. You know, it's like if I'm in a room and somebody's like, oh, I need a mural, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I have resources. I can figure out how to get partnership and get things done. And I know, you know, who to approach or ask, or yeah. you know, I can help foster that. Yeah. Or just do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's helpful. Other comments? I know Andrea said she would have some uh, that she'd share out, so once I get hers, I'll compile with comments I heard today and just kind of give a quick review out to everyone so you can be chewing on it before our next meeting. This is just really helpful. Thank you so mm -hmm. much. Oh, good. I'm happy to hear that. What did we do? <laughs> yeah, a lot when you look back at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you're always kind of looking at the next thing, the next thing, and... So the goal is to have that for next month, we would set budget priorities, and you would bring uh, like a little bit more detail on how we've spent our money in the past and how yeah. much is left to allocate. Yeah. Well, I was thinking we could focus. I mean, uh, our current year budget is pretty pretty tied up with our annual programs, and then the two projects we've done, especially since we increased it on the South District Bench Project. Um, so it would be more looking ahead to the FY25 budget, which actually doesn't begin until July one, but of twenty five of twenty four. Yeah. So a couple months, but you know, thinking about how long these projects take, I think it's better to just you know, set our priorities earlier and, and know what direction we're moving. And, and um, when are we going to put out the call for the uh, individual grants? The matching grants? Matching grants. Sure. I had that included in my staff updates today, but uh, our goal is to get them out next Friday. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be due? Because we had, we had talked a lot about those dates, like, you know. Yes. Um, that's a good question. It, I think it was close to two months that we... Kept so that's an increase of a month. That's great. Yeah. So I'll have to clarify for you. But <laughs> yeah, I thought they were due sometime in March. So we'll that was, I just wanted that my little memory there confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> I thought March too. I can follow up with you for exact. Yeah. Because I think last time it was April and, and the thinking, I, I 
I'm not sure if I recall, but was to try to get it so there was more time yeah. to arrange because so much of the proposals happen in the nicer weather in Iowa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As far not that small window. <laughs> as far as trying to organize something with um, other arts organizations and, and nonprofits that have some overlap with public art, um, is there any opinions on timing of that? When would be most helpful? Or, or kind of format? Well, I think the first time is always not the best, usually, you know, but it's yeah. just important to begin. And so, um, I, you know, I think it's about thinking about a reasonable time and trying to get on people's calendars effectively would be great. Um, you know, so if we could try, I mean, ideally it would be great before these grants are due because there could be a relationship and a conversation, but I don't know, it, you know, could we do something like this you know, in a and month? I, ideally before we, like, set the 2025 budget in stone. Right. It would be nice to help get some input on priorities, but... Yeah, yeah. So, I okay. mean, I think the sooner the better, but I, I don't have a sense of what's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Related to that is this strategic plan is from 2020 to 2025, would we need to create another, like an update to it that's like the next five years or what's recommended from a city perspective? Yeah, well, uh, we, I mean, I think continuing to have a strategic plan that we can turn back to is a good practice. Um, so we'll, we're coming up on the last year of it. Uh, I think it ran over fiscal years. So t technically 2025 would end June of 2025 would be kind of the last year of this plan. But if we can be flexible, if we want to um, extend it a different way. But um, yeah, so I think in this next year, we have to start thinking about what do we want our next strategic plan to look like? How did the five-year plan work for you? Do you want it to be smaller? Do you want it to be shorter? Do you want it to be more focused? So um, those are all the kinds of questions that we have to start thinking about. Um, and, you know, thinking about your meeting with the arts organizations, I think the benefit of doing one now before we're ready to jump into another strategic planning process is we start to, like, build up those relationships and that connection so that when we do come back to ask them, all right, we're ready to create our next plan, what would you like to see in it? Uh, hopefully we have uh, that relationship a little bit there. I think that's really great, that's wise. Mm -hmm. um, there might be some events that we could table at um, that um, like throughout the year, there's like regular events that we might be able to attend um, where people will already you know, be milling around that we could go to. Thinking of anything in particular? Um, I, Iowa City Pride, uh, there's, yeah, there's so many, like, regular events um, that happen that, you know, we could um, outreach to other organizations. So I heard a lot, um, of comments related to just like outreach and collaboration in general. So um, that sounds like maybe that, that will be a big focus of ours in the coming year. Um, 
I think that is wise as you're kind of moving in the last year of a strategic plan and ready to kind of gear up your big goals for the next one. Um, other big things, so uh, I heard that we want to aim to to have a annual meeting or I guess a a meeting of the arts organizations and um, relevant nonprofits maybe sometime this spring before we kind of make firm decisions on our budget. <coughs> um, and then I can uh, certainly provide more information next meeting related to what are those locations we had identified as being top priorities, where we spent money in the past, um, maybe some maps of, of uh, where our projects have been. So we can continue the conversation that way. Anything else? Oh, well, I, th I think we should probably start working on at the meet. You know, what what agenda we want to put forward for that meeting. Yeah, you know, for sure. and what we what are the questions? What are we asking them to bring to us or their considerations and involvement in that? Yeah, I I agree. Like we would have kind of an outline of an agenda as we reach out yeah. when when we reach out to them it's like this is some of the things we want to talk about right this is why we want to meet yeah, and this is what we want to have a, yeah. a discussion for rather than you know yeah just having a little bit more um, focus so people know mm -hmm. and they can I just think it's more effective if how would you like to tackle that? Do you want a subcommittee? Do you want to discuss at a meeting? I would think a subcommittee, you know, I, I think that would be good. I think that's yeah, something Andrea, Andrea would be Andrea a really chance to join. Good at, yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah. When I send out these comments, I'll ask for volunteers and we can go that way. I know, it's a bad day it's, for it, I guess. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that all on that one? And it would be great for, you know, y'all to, like, think about that, too. You know, what would help be beneficial and all. You know, what questions would you want to bring forward? Or topics, that always questions. Or if there's like specific organizations you feel like would be especially beneficial to have yeah. at, at the table. Yeah, I mean even like the Johnson, Johnson County Gardeners or you know oh, yeah. Master Gardeners, um, that would be great. I mean, the, you know, those are people that could really, you know, there could be a lot of reciprocity. Yeah, in both of the SMID districts for sure. Okay. Staff updates. Staff updates. Okay, so um, first one, uh, our Lucas Farms Neighborhood Association Project, RFQ, um, have still not received any new applications since we last met. So hopefully people are really procrastinating with the holidays in there, but we're planning to push out another round of communications today to just kind of remind folks of the opportunity and I wanted to ask when we do that if you're interested in extending the deadline they would have been due next Thursday I did put that to, 
I, I put that forward to a lot of artists I know and indigenous artists, and they all came back to, they wouldn't touch it. Why? Because they're not, they're not that tribe. Mm. They feel very strongly that, you know, and I was even trying to propose, but as an indigenous person, could you act as a facilitator or, and they're just sort of like, you know, they, they just felt very, and this is several friends, they're just, you know, that are of other tribes. They just felt that it, it, that's, you know, it's very specific and it's very important. And um, so they felt that that was important, you know. And so I don't know if we can um, maybe try to connect with, um, with the reservation in Tama and let them be aware of this too. Yeah, we, we have pushed it out through the Meskwaki Nation, um, but we can do an, a refresh. I heard similar feedback to what you shared. Yeah, it, it, you know, they just, yeah, my, the people I talked to felt pretty strong. Yeah, and I did uh, mention that feedback to Judy Nyron, who's the president of the Neighborhood Association, um, about, um, you know, if the neighborhood might be open to kind of expanding what that uh, public art commemorates beyond just the Meskwaki and Sauk Nations to more of a kind of native lands commemoration of some sort. Um, and, you know, I think they are possibly open to that. Again, I don't know if uh, any of the, the tribes or uh, indigenous uh, artists are interested in anything like that either. So is one applicant so far? So it's not the, nothing, you didn't hear any feedback about timing, it's just purely like it's not a good fit because it's, we're not it's, from that tribe. Yeah, it's just that um, they, they didn't feel that, yeah. you know, not qualified because of, you know, they just felt that that wasn't their story to tell. Hmm. And that may be the way it's written too. Mm -hmm. You went to Judy and tried to broaden that scope or the parameters of it. Is the one proposal good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is the one proposal good? Um, it is a, from an artist who we recently terminated a contract with. Oh. Well, that's sort of been the underlying feeling of all of this, the, you know, my own questions about that. And, and I'm not opposed to offering other opportunities to a person but I just, I just wondered if it had been crafted for that person. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, well, I don't think we should get too deep in a conversation because it's not an agenda topic, but um, I guess uh, maybe we'll, we'll have to bring this up at the next meeting and, and see how we want to move forward if, if we don't get any more applications. Yeah, at that point, we could re redefine the parameters of it and extend a deadline. Okay. Okay, moving on to better news. Uh, I was contacted by Dave Dennis, who's our, uh, we contracted to um, do the art restoration projects we identified. So one's reality, the one that was on uh, Highway 1 in Riverside. Um, he's got all the welding repairs done and is taking it up to be powder coated this week. So within the next couple of weeks, that piece should be completely done. Um, he's going to deliver it to our public works facility. That's the new going to be the new home of it. So they're going to store it inside for the winter, and then this spring they'll pour the footings and and get the piece installed. So 
it's very exciting. Great. Yeah. yeah. Glad it's going to have a little winter over, too. Not <laughs> <laughs> just like, welcome to February. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, public art matching grants I talked a little bit about earlier, but uh, we're planning to release those next Friday, February 12th. So, I'm oh, sorry, January 12th. Um, and then they'll be open for, I think, around two months, and I'll ask for, for your help pushing the word out on that in addition to our efforts. Um, sounds like next meeting shaping up to be busy because we were also asked, um, so Johnson County uh, is um, seeking to do a public art installation down at the county administration building on, uh, what is it, Kirkwood and Benton? Um, or is that what it is? It's Kirkwood and Benton. Yeah. Um, that commemorates Lulu Merle Johnson, who is the new toponym or namesake of Johnson County. Um, so they've been working with a historian and a member of um, Lulu Merle Johnson's family, her niece, I believe, and they are, um, they kind of have a concept developed. It's going to be a sculpture of Lulu Merle Johnson along with um, some like interpretive signage that tells more about her life and her story, um, some seating areas down there. Anyway, they would like to uh, solicit impact from the Public Art Advisory Committee, so would like to attend the next meeting and just present more about the project uh, and hear some comments back from you. So you can look forward to that in February and we'll have them on the agenda. Is that the one being funded through uh, some of the public art money from Riverfront Crossings? Yeah, we they haven't made a financial request to us or anything at this point. Um, we do have that funding down there, which has to be used there, so it could be a possibility. Yeah. But it's it was conceived separately from that. Uh, well, what do you mean? The idea to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're using some of their ARPA funds for the project, um, and I don't know how, how far that gets them. Yeah. Cool. I'll try to come up with some more ideas of public events that we could table at. Hit that. Yeah, we should all just think, you know, like a few of the organizations yeah. that make sense and, and potentially benefit. That's all I had. Yeah. Awesome. Any other staff updates or new or old business? Okay. We need a motion to adjourn. Motion to adjourn. <laughs> There's a second. Oh, all in favor. But thank you for yeah. um, Hi. Hi. Uh, staying on the committee. Oh, yeah. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, happy to do it.